Some good news out of Blackhawks practice this morning is both Taylor Hall and Alex Vlasic were back on the ice. I'll get into when we could see them back in the Blackhawks lineup, and I'll also go over an early update on the Rockford Ice Hogs through their first five games of the season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2, or you can check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also just a quick reminder as always to please go and show some support if you haven't done so already by smashing that like button down below. You can go and comment as well as to what you think Kyle Davidson should do with Isaac Phillips whenever Alex Vlasic is able to return to the lineup. And last but certainly not least, of course, please, please, please make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It won't cost you anything. It's literally 100% free, and it really does go a long way for yours truly. So please make sure to take care of that real quick. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications to get notified when the episode's uploaded each and every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is sponsored by the Sleeper app, the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports. And right now, you can use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps for up to an $100 match on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps with Sleeper. All right, good afternoon, everyone, as always. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And we're still in the midst of this little five-day hiatus following the Hawks' dreadful 8-1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes on Monday night. That was undoubtedly their worst performance of the season. But as veteran leader Nick Foligno kind of oddly put it following that game, maybe it is a good thing that this group gets five days off to kind of let that feeling brew within them a little bit and to also return to practice with some fire in their bellies, knowing that they have some adjustments to make to work on their consistency. And that's really been the key issue that's plagued this Blackhawks team through the first nine games, right? It's been the lack of consistency, but we have seen some things, you know, to hold our hats on and to be high about. I mean, their three wins have come in Pittsburgh for the season opener, in Toronto for their home opener, and then in Vegas to hand them their first loss of the season, as well as some respectable fights against the Boston Bruins in those two matchups, as well as against the Colorado Avalanche. There are some reasons to believe this Blackhawks group is making progress so far this season, but there's also some reasons to be frustrated as well. And it mostly stems from not only just a lack of consistency from a game-to-game basis, but from a period-to-period basis, and those are kind of the things you see from teams that are going to struggle, and it shouldn't be all that surprising that this Blackhawks team is going to go through their struggles this season with the roster they have, but from coming from within, you know, that us fans are probably 
a little bit more understanding of these struggles than head coach Luke Richardson is. And that's, again, what makes him different from the rest of us. We see those three wins that the Blackhawks have this year, and we're like, all right, there's some signs of improvement, whereas Luke Richardson isn't going to be having any of that. He's ready for this team to be more than just a group that's hard fought and hard to play against. He's ready for them to take that next step. And in order to do so, they're certainly going to have to work on their consistency. But that's what practice is for, getting an opportunity to uh, return to Fifth Third Arena for a couple of days in a row to get some battles and to just have some, you know, good practices and some good vibes going ahead of uh, their game tomorrow night against the Florida Panthers at the United Center, which your boy is going to be in attendance for. Couldn't be more excited to go on down to the UC for the first time this season. But speaking of returning to practice, good news out of Blackhawks practice earlier this morning is both Taylor Hall and Alex Vlasic were on the ice at Fifth Third Arena. And for Taylor Hall, he's missed each of the last three games now after re-aggravating that shoulder injury stemming from the second game of the season against his former team, the Boston Bruins. Took a bad hit in the neutral zone from Brandon Carlo, which went uncalled and was certainly frustrating. Um, then he was actually diagnosed with a week-to-week injury, if you all remember, but ended up returning to the lineup a little bit sooner than anyone expected. But in hindsight, that might have been a bit of a mistake uh, from the Blackhawks, knowing what we do now that he's missed these last three games. But definitely a good sign that not only Hall was on the ice skating before practice, but he was also taking part in line rushes as well here this morning. What was interesting, though, was that Luke Richardson had him skating on the third line with Jason Dickinson and Tyler Johnson. And in my opinion, you know, it's top six, probably top line or bust for Taylor Hall for me this season. But one thing I will say is Luke Richardson may be just easing him along right now. And we did hear him kind of express that mentality when Philip Kershev was getting ready to return to the lineup and make his season debut as well. So take that combination with a little bit of a grain with a little bit of a grain of salt. And I personally would really like to see Connor Bedard, Taylor Hall, and Nick Felino as a trio whenever Hall is able to return to the lineup because I do think that there has been some noticeable chemistry between Bedard and Felino, and we know how close they are off of the ice as well. But you still, I think, don't want Nick Felino being like Connor Bedard's number one option on the top line, right? So I think Taylor Hall would be a very fitting and comfortable uh, third member to kind of round out that top line. And the good news for Taylor Hall as well, Blackhawks fans, is when speaking with the media after today's practice, he did mention that he's trying to make his return to the lineup tomorrow when the Hawks take on the Panthers. The Blackhawks medical staff, though, is, you know, having a little bit of uh, some concerns based on the back-to-back that's going on this weekend as the Hawks will turn uh, right around and have a matchup at the UC with the New Jersey Devils on Sunday night as well. So with that being the case and knowing that they rushed Taylor Hall back a little bit too early in the first place, I do wonder if they're just going to maybe wait until Sunday to have him make his return, but um does seem like there is at least the possibility that it happens tomorrow night uh, when the Blackhawks take on the Panthers. For Alex Vlasic, he suffered his injury uh, in the middle of the game against the Vegas Golden Knights last Friday, where he also, kind of similar to Taylor Hall, took a late hit from uh, Vegas Golden Knights skater Brett Howden, which was shoulder-to-shoulder contact, yes, but it was absolutely late. The puck was well off of, well away from Vlasic at that point in time. And 
He was slow to get up, wound up not returning to the game, and then went on to miss Monday's contest as well against the Arizona Coyotes, which we know did not go very well for the Blackhawks defense. Um, But Vlasic, yeah, like I mentioned, was at practice this morning, which is undoubtedly a good sign. Did take part in uh, line rushes, was skating with Isaac Phillips as kind of the odd man out pairing, if you will. And to me, that kind of foreshadows a little bit that uh, if I had to guess, Taylor Hall is closer at this point in time than Alex Vlasic is. And I get it, you know, with the kid being so young and head injuries are always scary. And based on what you saw from Taylor Hall, you do not want to be rushing him back when he when there's even any debate as to whether or not he's 100%. You want to know for sure that he's ready to go and ready to play to the level that he was playing at before suffering that injury. Because as I've said on the show a couple of times, I thought Alex Vlasic was the best defenseman for the Blackhawks before suffering that injury. So uh, definitely a good sign, though, that both of those guys are on the ice. If I had to guess, though, I would say Taylor Hall has a chance at playing tomorrow and this weekend, whereas Alex Vlasic, I think, still has a little bit further to go. But one one thing I am interested in, Blackhawks fans, is what's going to happen to Isaac Phillips whenever Alex Vlasic is able to return because Phillips made his season debut on Monday against Arizona Did not go very well for him, although, you know, it didn't go very well for any of the six defensemen in the lineup for Chicago. Phillips was on the ice, though, for a couple of goals against, took a pair of penalties as well. And from what it seems like, based on uh, the the line rushes and the deep pairings at practice in the last couple of days, feels like Richardson is leaning towards going with both Nikita Zaitsev and Jared Tenorti in the lineup tomorrow against the Panthers, which I personally am totally against for. A couple of different reasons. One, Nikita Zaitsev just hasn't been any good at all. And if you're going to have Isaac Phillips here, you might as well be playing him, right? And might as well get a little bit of a better understanding of what he can provide and what he can bring to the table right here, right now. Because you know what Nikita Zaitsev is, and you got a pretty good idea of what Jared Tenorti is. And it still feels like having both of them just isn't needed. And quite honestly, that's the only thing that's keeping Isaac Phillips down in the AHL in my mind, along with the fact that Richardson probably doesn't want four of the six defensemen in his lineup to be rookies. But I still think Isaac Phillips will be capable of helping this Blackhawks team more than Nikita Zaitsev is right now and possibly more than Jared Tenorti as well. And it's like, if that's the case, what what do the Blackhawks do here? because it sounds like Kevin Korchinski is going to be sticking around for the long term. Alex Vlasic is going to be in the NHL this year whenever he's healthy. Do they send Phillips down? Do they send Wyatt Kaiser down? Do they finally cut ties with Nikita Zaitsev? Because if you do that, then you can just have Jared Tenorti serve as the seventh defenseman. You'll feel fine about him in that role, and he can also come in and jump into the lineup when need be. It just still feels like a problem for the Blackhawks to have both Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev on their NHL roster because it's it's kind of affecting the amount of ice time and the amount of playing time that Isaac Phillips is going to get this season. So for me, I would just be giving Isaac Phillips the opportunities with Alex Vlasic out. That opens up a spot in the lineup, but it seems like Luke Richardson isn't feeling that same way. We'll have to see if anything changes at the morning skate tomorrow when we'll get a better idea of the Blackhawks lineup against the Florida Panthers. All right, there are my biggest takeaways from the Blackhawks practice at Fifth Third Arena on Friday. Coming up in just a moment here, I will also get into some of the tinkering that we've seen with the Blackhawks power play as of late and also the changes 
that I would be wanting to make to the man advantage to try to get things going. But first, I want to talk to you all about Sleeper. The NHL is back, and will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme once again is the million-dollar question. I love hockey in the NHL. I know all of you do out there as well, and that's why I'm here to talk to you all about Sleeper. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you have the chance to win a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy sports and the nhl has literally never been more exciting than it is right now with superstars like nathan mckinnon and kale mccarr connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl up north of the border we still have Sidney crosby and alex ovechkin and of course our baby boy connor bedard right here in chicago and all you need to do is simply select more or less based on the stats provided by Sleeper, such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And again, Sleeper offers you 100 times cash payouts. So start paying attention, make the correct picks, and you can win big right now. And entries can be made in under 30 seconds, and Sleeper is currently live in 28-plus states. And you can also go and use the promo code listed below. That's NHL in all caps, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit. Again. That's promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. And go and see Sleeper's Terms of Use for more details. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two, kind of picking up where I left off out of Blackhawks practice this morning. I did want to also reference um, the power play because we've seen Luke Richardson tinkering with it a little bit in the last couple of days Uh, with the Blackhawks having five consecutive days off. And currently, you know, it only makes sense to be tinkering on it because the Blackhawks are converting at a 9% clip through their first nine games of the season and currently have the 31st ranked power play in the entire NHL. I think they only have cashed in for two goals through these first nine games. Maybe it's three. It's either two or it's three. Either way, the top power play unit has only converted once. And it's pretty clear that what they're going with right now just isn't working. And it feels like this has just been a problem that us Blackhawks fans have had to battle with for years and years now, man. I really can't even tell you the last time the Hawks had a reliable power play. It might've been when Eric Gustafson popped off and had that 60 point season on him to it and Kane were just going absolutely bananas. Feels like this has been a problem for far too long with this organization. And one thing I will say is I get Luke Richardson has tried to get two units rolling at this point in time. We're nine games in, man. It it hasn't worked, okay? And I think the only other option that he has here is to load up and go nuclear because why the heck not? Clearly what we're doing right now is not working. And it feels like one thing I talked about going into the season, the Blackhawks certainly are not one of the most talented teams, talented rosters in the NHL, but I do feel like they have enough talent with their studs to not be the second worst power play in the NHL, at least, I figured this could be realistically a middle of the pack power play this year. And we saw some good signs in the preseason that there might be some things coming for this Blackhawks man advantage. And it just hasn't happened through these first nine games. And I've seen enough. I personally have seen enough. And I don't know what more we need to see for things to be tinkered with. And These are the power play units that we saw for the Blackhawks on Monday when they took on the Arizona Coyotes. And I think 
it's it's just undoubtedly time to start mixing things up. One thing, Connor Bedard, um, I think they have to use him a little bit more differently. I'll get into this in just a second. The power play units that we saw on Monday in Arizona, Connor Bedard was on the top power play unit with Philip Kurashev. Nick Felino was in the bumper role. Corey Perry was in the net front presence role. And then Seth Jones was the one manning the point. While Lucas Reichel, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Ryan Donato, and Kevin Korchinski were serving at the pow- as the second power play unit. So here's what I would be wanting to do if I were the Blackhawks. You've got to make your power play more about Connor Bedard because he's just not threatening opposing penalty killers enough right now. And this is a, a legitimate question, Blackhawks fans. Go and comment down below. How many one-timers have we seen Connor Bedard shoot from the left circle on the power play this year? Because to me, I don't know what the answer is, but it, it still feels like it hasn't been enough. For the type of special shot and power and accuracy that he has, that weapon on the power play needs to be utilized more. And one thing I, I think maybe the Blackhawks could say here, or, or maybe one reason this hasn't happened yet is, oh, well, they're keeping a guy over by Connor Bedard and he's just going to block those shots. Let him block it then. Let him earn it. Make them feel that shot. And look, maybe it's not going to change them stepping in front of that shooting lane, but I do think it's going to lead to them respecting that more and it's going to open up other avenues. Right now, it feels like it's a whole lot of just Connor Bedard faking a slapper or getting the puck at the left circle, skating around. And it feels like they just haven't really weaponized that one-timer of his enough. And look, if they're blocking it, so be it. But they're going to be taking clappers, 100-mile-an-hour clappers to the legs. And it's going to make them think twice about wanting to do that is all I'm saying. I I think we have to try and feed that weapon a little bit more. Also, Philip Kershev, not a top power play unit guy. And I know the Blackhawks have their hands tied a little bit here with Taylor Hall out of the lineup. But there is absolutely no reason that Philip Kurashev should be on the top power play unit over Lucas Reichel. It's unfathomable at this point. You're trying to get this kid going. Philip Kurashev is not the answer. And I have some things to, I feel some type of way about him on the top line as well, despite him looking pretty good in his first couple of games there. I just don't think that's the spot for him. And he's certainly not a top power play unit type of player. I don't really understand what Luke Richardson's, I don't want to call it like an obsession with Philip Kurashev, but even, even hearing Kyle Davidson talk about Philip Kurashev at the end of last year, like he was like thrilled with how Philip Kurashev played. And I was just like, really? I don't know. I felt a little bit differently. Regardless, Philip Kurashev should not be on the top power play unit. That spot, if Taylor Hall's out of the lineup, that has to be Lucas Reichels. If Taylor Hall's in the lineup, I think that spot's Taylor Hall's. And I think you got to change kind of the dynamic of this power play because the bumper has just not been working and it hasn't, it hasn't led to anything. And especially when they have both Nick Foligno and Corey Perry on their top power play unit. I mean, look, I have nothing but good things to say about those two. And I truly do wonder what this Blackhawks team, they might have one, one win without adding Nick Foligno and Corey Perry this offseason. Perry is obviously their leading scorer as well. With that being said on good NHL teams, These guys are fourth liners who are playing 10, 11, 12 minutes a night. They should not both be on your top power play unit. And again, I get the hands are tied a little bit with Taylor Hall being out, but still there are other guys on that second unit that should be there. Andreas Athanasiu. You can even put Philip Kurashev there. Tyler Johnson, Ryan Donato. You cannot have 
both Nick Foligno and Corey Perry on your top power play unit. They don't have the speed. I get they have the ruggedness and can go hound and win puck battles. They don't have the speed or the skill to be there. So I don't get that whatsoever. That has to change. And then quite honestly, Seth Jones has not been nearly good enough manning the power play. Just his passing has been very sloppy. I I really liked his aggressiveness with the puck on his stick in the preseason and early on in the year. And it feels like we haven't seen that enough. I think Kevin Korczynski is the better passer and you're kind of grooming him to be the, I believe, look, Seth's been here for three years now and this is his what 11th NHL season. If he's still struggling to man a top power play unit, you have some concerns and it feels like they're grooming Kevin Korczynski to be that guy in the future. And quite honestly, you might have to start giving him the reps there now because his passing has been crisper than Jones this season. He's the better skater and he is the one with better offensive upside. So look, I know that might be a tough pill to swallow for Seth Jones, but we have a nine, we have a power play that's converting at a 9% clip. That's the second worst in the NHL. Something has to give here. And I think it's getting Philip Kurashev out of there, not having both Nick Foligno and Corey Perry, and also replacing Seth Jones with Kevin Korchinski. So to me, in an ideal world for the Blackhawks tomorrow night against the Florida Panthers, here's my top power play unit. It's Connor Bedard, and it's not only just him shooting one-timers at that left side, at that left dot. I think a big adjustment that this power play needs to make as well is they need to start moving themselves and not just playing this passing game back and forth. Get Connor Bedard into different spots where he can score goals. We've seen the beautiful curl and drag wrister. We know he has the ability to snap off shots from that right side too. get him moving and make the defense. Think about him in different spots, create more weapons out there that can confuse the penalty kill and kind of have them not just sitting back, knowing what the Blackhawks are doing, make them having to play, make them have to play on their toes. I think moving the body rather than moving the puck is another big adjustment. The Blackhawks have to make but Connor Bedard has to be on the top power play unit. If Taylor Hall's in the lineup, he has to be there. Lucas Reichel needs to be there, man. And I don't think he's going to have success in the bumper role if he's replacing Nick Foligno. But I think you got to give him a, a different spot. Get him down low, down low next to the net. He's one of the best playmakers on this team. You got to put a t- type of player like that in spots to succeed. And it's just not on the second power play unit getting 30 seconds of time. You know what I mean? So I would much rather just load up the big dogs, go with Bedard, go with Hall, go with Lucas Reichel. I think Corey Perry is actually fine in that net front presence spot. That's kind of his bread and butter. And although we haven't seen it this year, it's kind of what he's done throughout his career. So I'm actually fine with leaving one of Nick Foligno or Corey Perry there. To me, it's probably Corey Perry. And then replace Seth Jones with Kevin Korchinski on the second pairing. He has to get the message. He hasn't been good enough. And he's been letting this power play down. I'm a Seth Jones guy, and I will go out here and say it. Kevin Korchinski should be getting time with the Blackhawks' top power play unit. And then on the second power play unit, that'll leave your Philip Kurashev, Andreas Athanasiu, Taylor Radish, Seth Jones, Ryan Donato, I even think is another guy who you could put on the top power play unit because of how well he plays around the net. And I think that's one thing that's led to his success despite being moved around the lineup a bunch is he goes to the net with a purpose. He plays hard in the dirty areas. And I think that's something that the Blackhawks could use on their power play. The skill isn't getting it done right now. Maybe they need to just simplify their game as well and start taking the puck to the net and hope some good things happen. 
because clearly right now it's just not good enough. No way, shape, or form. And while this isn't, again, the most talented bunch in the NHL, undoubtedly, I still believe they're far more talented than what they've shown thus far, having the 31st ranked power play in the entire NHL. All right, there are my thoughts on what the Blackhawks should at least try to do with their power play units tomorrow against Florida. Coming up in just a moment here, don't go anywhere, Hawks fans, because I will get into an early update on the Rockford Ice Hogs through their first five games of the season. But first, real quick, I need to pay the bills, and I got to talk to you all about Indeed. There's no I in team, but there is an I in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours right now. And when you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the only site where you're guaranteed to find quality job applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all in an instant. And Indeed streamlines the hiring process with powerful tools that find you match candidates. And I personally love Indeed because it is the only job site out there where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, nothing else. And Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. So you can do just that by visiting Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring right now. Again, that's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Need to hire? Then you need Indeed. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're all still tuned into today's episode, first off, let me say thank you very much. And again, just a reminder to please go and help your boy out by smashing that like button, commenting down below, and subscribing to the YouTube channel, which will help drive the YouTube and Google algorithm in my favor. And also, make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. I've been posting a lot of cool Blackhawks prospects content and videos of Connor Bedard's goals and some other cool photos uh, and clips right here live from the show as well. It's really kind of been popping off here as of late and my clips I think have been really catching people's attention. So make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram for some even more cool Blackhawks related content. All right, segment three. Since there isn't a ton of Blackhawks news going on right now. I figured I would provide you all with a little bit of an early update on the minor league affiliate Rockford Ice Hogs as they've now completed five games here in the 2023-2024 AHL campaign. And it's been a pretty solid start for the Piggies so far. They're 3-2-0 and coming off of back-to-back victories last weekend over the Iowa Wild and the Grand Rapids Griffins. And they'll try to keep that momentum going over the weekend as they'll head north of the border up into Canada for back-to-back matchups against the Manitoba Moose on Saturday and Sunday. Both of those games, by the way, start at 2 p.m. Central time for those of you who are wanting to tune in or at least keep up with the coverage that gets posted on social media. But some good stuff for the Ice Hogs as of late. They defeated... um, the Grand Rapids Griffins three to nothing in their most recent game. And I got to start with a shout out to my boy, Drew Comesso, 20, uh, 2020 second round pick for the Blackhawks. Excuse me. Someone that I've been patiently waiting to arrive to the professional hockey scene for the last couple of years after three seasons as the starter for Boston University. He picked up his first AHL shutout in the 3 nothing win over Grand Rapids on Saturday, stopping all 18 of the shots that he faced. Shout out to my boy Drew Comesso, and with that, he actually became the youngest netminder in Rockford Ice Hogs history 
to record a shutout. So pretty cool stuff for Drew Camesso and really hoping that he's going to be something special in that in the future Blackhawks fans. And he's off to a pretty good start here in his first AHL campaign with uh, a 2-1-0 record and a 9.28 save percentage, 2.02 goals against average, and one shutout through his first three starts. You have yourself a weekend, Drew Camesso. Shout out to you. Also, shout out to Cole Gutman, who, of course, was kind of shockingly reassigned to the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL after the first five games of the season. I don't think any of us had that on our bingo cards, but Gutman was a really solid point producer for Rockford in the first half of last season prior to his first NHL uh, call up. And it seems like he's just picked up right where he left off at the AHL level Two assists for Cole Gutman in the three, nothing win for the ice hogs on Saturday. And with the game winning goal was none other than former fourth round pick defenseman, Ethan Del Mastro, another guy that I personally am super high on. And I think I had him actually inside my top five of my most recent Chicago Blackhawks top prospects list. Now that was prior to the 2023 NHL draft. So still have some updates to do there, but Ethan Del Mastro with the game winner against Grand Rapids on Saturday for his first career AHL goal, really stoked to see how his first season of professional hockey is going to go because at his size, six foot four, already over 200 pounds, I think the transition into a man's game should be pretty, pretty easy for him. I don't want to say easy. It's there's always going to be complications and difficulties and battles and all that stuff. But I do feel like that should be somewhat a seamless transition for Ethan Del Mastro, given the size and the physicality and the ruggedness that he already plays with at a young age. And kind of the same goes for defenseman Nolan Allen as well. Um, so yeah, a couple of good performances from a lot of Blackhawks youngsters recently. Also in their 6-2 win over the Iowa Wild, Ryder Rolston, former guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, picked up a goal and an assist. He now has three points through his first five AHL games as well. Uh, Michael Tepley found the back of the net. David Gust scored a goal as well. And Jackson Stauber stopped 22 of the 24 shots that he faced to pick up his first win of the season. A nice bounce back game for him after uh, in his first start of the year. He allowed seven goals to the Barracuda in the Hogs, 7-2 loss. And it's been a little bit of a struggle for Stauber at the AHL level, which is kind of curious because when he got called up to the Blackhawks last year because of injury, he was spectacular. But that just hasn't been the same at the AHL. I don't know what kind of has led to that, but at least good to see Stauber bounce back from that shaky first start of the year to uh, hold down the fort in net for the Ice Hogs in their 6-2 win over the Iowa Wild. But yeah, the Ice Hogs feels like they're getting a good opportunity here in the early going to kind of redeem themselves for a little bit of a kind of a disappointing end to last season when they were bounced in the first round of the Calder Cup playoffs. They do still have a, a decent amount of their core still around in David Gust. Michael Tepley is another guy who's still there. Brett Sini as well. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting one. I, I completely apologize. But yeah, some good, some good stuff for the Ice Hogs here in the early going. They've responded well since uh, they won their season opener, but then had that 7-2 loss to the Barracuda and a 5-2 loss to the Chicago Wolves. They've responded with two victories in a row of their own, and hopefully they can kind of keep that translating into this weekend when they head up to Manitoba. Also, another thing to keep an eye on this weekend when the Hogs take on the Moose is whether or not fan favorite Marcel Marcel 
a draft pick for the Blackhawks here in 2023, who kind of um, wasn't expected to, but I think it was a smart move for him not to return to the Gatineau Olympics of the QMJHL and to make the jump to professional hockey with Rockford. He had some good things going in the Blackhawks preseason games, but yeah, a hand injury cost him the first five here for the Ice Hogs, but it looks like he could be making his season debut over the weekend, and I know that will have a lot of Blackhawks fans excited. So yeah, some good things out of the top prospects down in Rockford through their first five games. Of course, I will be keeping up with all of the Blackhawks prospects, whether that's down in Rockford college hockey, junior hockey, overseas. I'll be providing tons of updates on that right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. If you like that stuff, make sure to go and subscribe to the channel. And also, I highly recommend you go and follow at Talk and Hockey on X because, not to toot my own horn, but I personally think I have some of the best, if not the best, Blackhawks updates content on social media. So make sure to follow at Talk and Hockey on X if you like that stuff and if you're not already. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into today's show, and be sure to go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube and to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, and that way you can get the latest episode whenever it comes out each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and show me some love at Jack Bushman too, or as I've already mentioned, go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.